Radio 93.1 FM. And turn up the volume. Sports Lounge. Sports Lounge. It's nothing but sports. But sports. This is Sports Lounge. Thank you for staying tuned. This is still Foot Radio 93.1 FM. And this is the most premium sporting show in the land, Sports Lounge. You know, once it hits the hour of seven from Mondays running through Fridays, you know how we do it for 55 minutes thereabouts. We just talk about sports, sports, and nothing more. As I told you in my uh, intro, I have my lone striker here with me, Marshall Odewale. Marshall, good evening. Good to have you on the show tonight. Yeah, good evening, Philip. Like I always say, it's lovely to be on the show. Anytime we get to talk sports, it's always exciting. It was interesting. All right. Thank you very much. And let's dive into business proper. Yesterday, we talked about Arsenal Sunderland. Arsenal are perhaps on an eternal unbeaten run against Sunderland. I can't remember the last time Sunderland got a win over Arsenal. And once again, yesterday at the Emirates Stadium, Arsenal were just too hot for Sunderland to handle. It was a 5-1 win for Arsenal on the night with a trick from Eddie Nketia and uh, Pepe also getting on the score sheet. And the teenage sensation, Patino, getting on the score sheet. Uh, how good do you think Arsenal were yesterday? Bearing in mind that uh, Arsenal have now scored... They've now scored about 11 goals in three games. Uh, two against West Ham, four against um, Leeds. Leeds, and then five yesterday. That's about 11 goals in three games, considering just two. Yeah, and like you, like you said, it's it's really been a fine form for Arsenal. And when I play against Sunderland, it's always a goal galore. It's always interesting for, for Arsenal. It's almost like you know, a curl for, for all of their eels. And that's one thing that <laughs> Arsenal really uh, played to their advantage yesterday. I mean, look at the, the score sheet. It was diverse and it was players who you didn't expect you know, to be among the goals. Likes of uh, Pepe, likes of uh, Edin Ketia, you know, getting a hat-trick uh, for maximum effect. And uh, the young wonder kid who has been you know, making the rounds at London Colony and everyone wants a piece of uh, the youngster right there, Charlie Patino, coming on for his debut, getting a goal. And you know, what better way to introduce yourself to the Emirates faithful than getting a goal? And I think that was really... He was looked at like the start of a fruitful relationship between himself and Arsenal and kind of continuation of what has been really Arteta's young guns. You know, this isn't helping Arsenal game in, game out, time and again. And, you know, it's almost like 
Uh, I was listening to, I think it was Paul Merson who was saying earlier that uh, these young guns could be Arsenal's version of United's Class 92, you know, where they're all growing up together and, you know, they have that ability to, to really do something really well for themselves. And, you know, Charlie Patino was one who I was courted by several uh, high-flying styles, but then the fact that he opted for Arsenal and the fact that he was not only prolific with the youth side, but then managed to replicate that, coming on as a second half substitute, for Arsenal also shows that he has talent and that it's something he can do probably long term but then we wait to see how that pans out for him but then for Arsenal that was a really good game yesterday and now they're headed into the next round and whoever they face I'm sure they'll be heading into that one with a bit more confidence than they would probably have had Yeah, in the game uh, we have a lot of takeaways from the game and Ketia getting a hat-trick knowing fully well that Ketia has refused to you know, extend his stay right there at the Emirates and if everything goes according to plan he'll most likely leave the Emirates uh, in the summer, he has refused to extend his contract. So, for a player getting a hat trick right now in you know the Carabao, where does this live in Katia? Do you think he will reconsider staying, or you think he's better out getting another club? Well, I think if you look at the extenuating circumstances right there at Arsenal, with the whole issues with Aubameyang, with the age of Lacazette, because if you get to a point where they also have to deal with the Lacazette issue, you know, do we sell him? His contract also has just six months. Yeah, to to be able to run. Do we sell him for profit in winter, or do we keep him and extend his contract now that he's kind of proven to be able to reinvent himself, or do we just focus on the young guns and then continue uh, their development from there? And that's, I think, a problem that Mikel Arteta and the higher-ups at the Arsenal board really need to solve. But then for Eddie Nketiah, like you said, he has to weigh his options very carefully. Does he decide to stay at Arsenal and continue where he has literally been almost all of his professional career? I think apart from the loan spell at Leeds, he's been at Arsenal for the other part of his career. And, and he's, he's not getting really, any younger. I mean, yeah, you look at him, he's himself and, and Martinelli, they're not, they're not age mates. He's, he's older than, than Martinelli, so he has to know, or he has to make that choice. What exactly does he want for his career? And he's at a crossroads right now, but then you look at other players that have decided to make that leap you know, they've not really gone on to bigger things. I mean, you look at Alex Iwobi, you know, he was looking like his career was kind of stagnating at Arsenal, and then he went to Everton thinking, okay, he'd make that next step and, you know, progress from there on, but then it never happened. You know, you look at a uh, player like Danny Welbeck, who used to be at Man United, and he was thinking, okay, if he leaves United with the whole of pressure, you know, probably go to Arsenal, maybe his career will progress, but then he never progressed as he would have hoped. So it's not always the case that grass is greener on the other side. You know, he has to look very, very carefully at what he's doing and ensure that he's making the what, right what choice for his career. Ketia, do you think Nketiah is, uh, will I say, talented enough, or does he have the pedigree to lead a big team like Arsenal? Yeah, that's where, that's where his, own, his belief because, in his own you know, quality we, has to come in. Teams won't always buy the big names. And even the big names started as small players. I remember when Thierry Henry came to Arsenal, it was, it was known, but it was relatively young also. It was relatively unknown. I mean. Anel Katu, very young, very young strikers coming into the Premier League, lighting it up. I mean, Wayne Rooney came from Everton at perhaps 18. Yep. Sex Fabregas came into Arsenal at 16. So young players actually lighting it up and eventually in a couple of years, they became the big names. So do you think Eddie and Katia can also maybe buy his time at Arsenal and stay there, weather the storm? Maybe one day would lead the Arsenal lineup. Yeah, the, the thing is, does he have that cutting edge? I mean, right now, right now it looks like he has it, but then he doesn't have the consistency, you know, over a long stretch mm-hmm. of games. You know, mm-hmm. there are games where you see in KT and then he comes on and he has this really insane flash of brilliance. And, you know, that's where he differs from a Martinelli, for instance. You know, Martinelli, almost every time he's on the pitch, you can see that that's Martinelli. That's what he's doing. That's the impact he's having on the team. And for Inketia, you could also say it's maybe part of the kind of upbringing he had, you know, where, you know, it's very, very difficult to find an English player who is really, really 
good in li- literally every aspect of the game, like say Martinelli would, you know, dribbling, passing, scoring chances, and finishing. So you think the English academy players so are they are kind different. of more streamlined. They're, I mean, yeah. it's, it's difficult if you're, if, you're, if you're not a winger. You don't have dribbling skills. Even so, English wingers so, are not so. Yeah, lately, lately they are becoming. I mean, look at Jadon Sancho, for instance. He, he looks like the kind of Messi player, you know. But then you look at Raheem Sterling, looks like kind of Messi player. But then most of them, if you're not a winger, you don't have any of all of those skills. You know, in contrast to say a Brazilian player who has that skill almost like inborn, you know, <laughs> in, in them. So I think that's also a big part of it. But I think for Inketia is the fact that he's not really been able to hold a starting spot consistently. Even when he went to Leeds, it of were expecting myself included that would see what he would be able to do at least you know if he's able to raise his game if he's able to better his game and have that all-round impact i mean you look at Tammy Brown when he was on loan at, i think it was aston villa when they were still in the championship and he got 26 goals you know whether you like it or not that return is really really great for a young player who was just playing his first time out of chelsea, chelsea you know right. at the time so and you look at what he's even able to do at roma is adding to double figures for the season already and you know for for uh, eddie in ktr he's not done that consistently elsewhere and that that's where you know Arsenal are having problems. You know, not only giving him that contract, but then giving him the assurance that if you sign here, you time. have a long-term future with us. Because whether we like it or not, Arsenal are also keeping their eyes open. I mean, we're hearing Arsenal being linked with Vlahovic. We're hearing Arsenal, uh, and of course, they would want to also hold on to Gabriel Martinelli. You know, he's someone who they think could really be there long-term for Arsenal. So why would you? Why would you promise it in case you have that kind of a huge future and then invest so much money to him? And I think that's something we've talked about on the show, you know, the fact that Arsenal have really pumped money into bad dry wells, you know, as we say in, in the seismic uh, section, you know, it's not really been good for, for Arsenal ever since, you know, you look at the Ozil time, contract, yeah. look at uh, Obama Young right now, even the swap deal they had with uh, Sanchez and Mkhitaryan, it was really, really not a, a win for, for them. So you look at several deals uh, that has been made right there at Arsenal, it's not really come good. So they are weary of pumping money into so, just so another I, young player. Kids, and it's yeah. especially if it's a player who has not proven himself over an appreciable number of... I mean, I'm waiting for when the likes of Bukayo Saka and Emily Smith-Rowe will come to the table and say, we need a new contract. I mean, they will be able to... Command you know, a lot Exactly, money. command the money because they've actually done some good work. And uh, speaking of good work, let's see how Ateta has been able to keep the squad happier. What do you think? Because for a 72 million PP relegated to the bench since perhaps game week two, and uh, it's been limited to just Carabao Cup, FA Cup here and there, just, you know, f- fringe appearances. It doesn't even make substitution, you know, for Arsenal. I can't remember the last time PP was... Brought in on. the Premier League, yeah, brought on in a Premier League game, and you know, seeing him yesterday didn't look angry, didn't look uh, rusty or you know uh, slow. He was still doing his his business, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm starting to think how is Ateta keeping everybody happy really? Because these are senior players that are, that are on the bench, the likes of Odin, Odin to captain the yeah. side yesterday, the likes of. Uh, Callum Chambers, you know, how has Ateta been able to, what do you think his man management skill has been majorly to keep the squad happy entirely? Well, I think for Ateta, it's majorly been trying to explain to the players that, you know, whenever you have a chance, go take it. But then at some point, you know, there'll be rumblings in the squad. And because Arsenal is winning, you know, winning kills all ills. So you yeah. won't really, you won't really hear a lot well, of the But if I'm a striker, stuff. my team is winning and I'm not playing, I'll still be worried. I wish I was working yeah, to you'd those be, goals. Yeah, you'd be worried. But then even if you complain to, say, your friend in the media, 
it wouldn't really get much traction because the team is winning, which is proof that you either need to up your game yeah. or you might just even leave because if you're on the bench, I mean, uh, you look at a player like Felipe Coutinho when he was at Barcelona, you know, he cost a lot of money too and there were times for a long time where he was almost always on the bench, you know. But then, then they, were, they were winning and they was looking like nobody needed them. I mean, look at Eden Hazard at Real Madrid. Nobody's complaining that he cost £100 million and Vinicius young kid from Brazil is keeping him on the bench you know because the team is winning but if the team is not winning and then you have a player like Eden Hazard on the bench the coach the coach is definitely going to ask questions why would you invest that kind of money on the player and your team is not winning and you're not utilizing him so what is your excuse for not using him but then if the team is winning and everything is progressing smoothly then the coach can say okay this is what I want this is how I want it and I think this hacks back to what I was saying I think it was early this week about how uh Ateta has really handled the whole Arsenal squad, you know, where you've seen that if the captain can be stripped of his captaincy and if he's told that he will not play in a game that was kind of like a big game because whatever I could know, the game in Arsenal and West Ham, coming into that time, it was a big game, it was a six-pointer because if West Ham had won that, they would would have streaks ahead of Arsenal and the fact that Arsenal won that was what helped them and now they're in the top four. So if... The, the young players in the squad, like regardless of how much it costs, are seeing that that is happening to the captain, then I better will stay in line or I mean, <laughs> that could be my fate very, very soon. So I think that's what he has done. He has shown them that if you play well, you get your chance. And I'm sure if the players who are currently starting are not at the level that is required, we might start to see Pepe get more minutes. And that's if Pepe himself takes the chance because, you know, Pepe looks like kind of winger who you think would be ideal for the Premier League. You know, he's fast, he's he's ambidextrous. Was Pepe really fast? When I watch Pepe, when he gets the ball, the first thing he does is to kill the ball. He, He totally kills the ball. Even if he wants to start running, he first makes sure that the ball stops. Then wants to cut in or then push forward. But when the likes of Martinelli, Look at Martinelli's goal against um, West Ham when Lacazette laid off the ball to him. Yeah, I mean, the ball was... His the first ball was touch, yeah, his first touch was not to break back or to stop. He just kept the ball in his stride. Look at Bukayo Saka. Once he gets the ball, he wants to run at you. He wants to run at the defender. You yeah, know? Pepe is also, is also similar. He, want, he wants to run at you, but then, you know, there are players who prefer to dribble from a standing start. You know, there are exactly, players who prefer yeah, to yeah. dribble from, you know, push the ball past you and then they try to maneuver their way. So it's when you're backpedaling, they are trying to change direction so that you also get confused. But then there are players who, I think it's more of a confidence thing, you know, there are players who want to get the ball, they first hold on to it and then they invite you to them and then they beat you, you know, while you're at it because it's harder to, I mean, if they're both on the run, he could get slightly tackled and then he would lose the ball, probably fall down, get a foul, get a free kick. But then if he's, if he has gone past his man, if, he gets fouled, then it's, it's an obvious foul, you know. But then if he's someone who prefers to push the ball past you, I mean, I might not always win the foot race, you know. I might not always... But then if it's a counter-attack, I think it's not something I've, I've seen him do if it's a counter-attack because if it's a team that has the, the mass of the team still be in front of him, I mean, where are you running to? I mean, they are still going to get the ball like ahead of you whether you push it fast or not. So if it's a team that has a lot of space, then he can like push it into space and, and try to beat his man of just their pace. But if it's someone that has a maxed a, a packed mass in front of him, there's really no point, you know, just trying to push the ball for pushing his sake just to just to show you can run. But he's someone that he has that close control. He can really dribble a player from a standing start or from uh, a running start. And I think it's the fact that, you know, his first few months in, in England was really not good and it kind of just killed him to a point where he almost became a shadow of his former self, you know. Pepe when he was at in the French League was really really blistering as a winger and that's why Arsenal paid uh, 72 million pounds for him it's not it's not because they just felt like giving uh, Lille some money you know I hope that uh, Pepe comes good but then 
like I said, if the team is playing well, there's almost no, there's almost going to be no clump, uh, complaints from the guys uh, who are on the pitch and those who are on the bench. Talking about people on the bench and people on the pitch and pasty wingers, Abumayang uh, reports us that Abumayang is ready to dump, uh, dump Arsenal for Juventus. Uh, the news broke this evening that he's made up his mind. Remind you, uh, let me remind you that uh, three teams have majorly shown interest in Abumayang, uh, which is Chelsea, Barcelona, and uh, Juventus. And report we are ha- hearing is that he has chosen. Juventus as his next next destination, and by the start of the January transfer window, he will be joining uh, Juventus. If the reports are anything to go by, so do you think this is a good move, bad move, or what do you make of it? Well, I think for Aubameyang, it's almost as good as gone because his time at Arsenal has really been very bittersweet. Yeah, kind of. You know, there's been really, really good started highs, very, very sweetly. And then there's there's really been deep lows and it's 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 funny that the highs were all before he signed his contract and the lows were almost all <laughs> after he signed his contract so but, but that, you know, that's the Yoruba will say Kilo Shiri. what is so different in the Abumayan case because I still think I'm not trying to be the devil's advocate here but if you ask me I still don't see a mega deal in what I will yeah he's off form yes he's not scoring but I mean, it's it's not as if he's totally indisciplined. We've seen no, no, no. It's not. It's not about. Shaka threw the Arsenal shirt on the ground. He told the play. He used the F word on the fans. So I mean, Shaka is still playing for Arsenal. No, no. It's not about. It's not about the player playing for Arsenal or the player not playing for Arsenal. But so what is it really? If if the striker who is supposed to be the captain, who is supposed to be the highest paid player in the squad by a long mile, is not only off form, but he's not showing that willingness to fight for his team. And because you know, the thing about form is that. When you're off form, you're missing chances, you're snatching at chances, you're, you're taking every shot almost immediately, you get them. You're not thinking calmly, you're almost under pressure, you're going into every game. It's magnified when you're the captain, it's magnified when you're the highest paid player in that sport, <laughs> and it's also magnified when the team around you is not doing well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's oh, not yeah, a black man. No, let's even let's even yeah let, let's, yeah let's, no I will put it because Hurricane no, no. is having a disastrous season. Nobody's talking about it because the whole team is having He's a going disastrous under season. the radar. The which whole team, the, Tottenham are fifth. Tottenham is having a disastrous season, whether we like but, it or not. But it doesn't mean Hurricane has scored just two goals. The English captain, nobody, Marshall, you agree with me here? Don't give me that look. Nobody's no, no, talking no, no, about no. it. It's not about people. Of course, we are talking about the Golden Boot. The, the good is, is can we say defending champion of the Golden Boot? Yeah, he's the current holder of the, the Golden current Boot. holder of the Golden Boot. In December, has just two goals in the Premier League. I'm not seeing anybody slander him. No, it's not like people are not slandering him. The thing is, Abumayang is having a better season than Hurricane. That's what I'm saying. Like when you look at what Abumayang has been doing, yeah. you know, Abumayang has missed training, trainings. You know, and the, the funny thing is, what what the final straw that broke the camel's back was when he missed training. He called in sick, but then he's he actually went for a tattoo, and then the guy at the tattoo parlor actually snapped him and recorded and put it on social media, and that was how Arsenal found out that he actually went for a new tattoo okay. when he should have been at training. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. The effort that you put in because it gets magnified. If it's not like I said, he's not the first player to be out of form. I think last season, Mohamed Salah was not at the most form. Sadio Mane has not scored in eight last, games in the Premier season, League. Yeah. Do we, do we still talk about Sadio Mane? No. Mm-hmm. He's also okay. a black man. I mean, if for all intents and purposes. But he's not the captain. So that's what I'm saying. So when you're the captain, it, get, it gets magnified. When you're the highest paid player in the squad, it gets magnified. Man, imagine if Ronaldo does not score for six games in a row. He doesn't even need to score for six. If he doesn't score for three games in a row, there's question marks. <laughs> like, why is Ronaldo not scoring? I mean, last season when... Is it the highest paid man you know? Yeah, by, by okay. a long mile. I mean, when, when Lionel Messi was at, Arsenal, was at Barcelona last season, I think he scored about 
six or seven goals for like a very very long uh, expanse of time and everyone was wondering okay was it because we wanted to leave Barcelona I think that was between uh, the season between the time season started up until the winter break he was in a bad rut of form and mm-hmm. almost every week people were talking about it you know he's the captain he's the highest paid player in the squad he's the one that everyone turns to for moments of magic but then he was still putting in the efforts, unlike what we're seeing from Aubameyang now, where it's almost like he's not putting in the effort, he's not willing to graft for his teammates. And that's the difference between what we're seeing with Aubameyang and Harry Kane, like, like you mentioned. And like I said, it's not really about uh, the skin color or what he's mm. been doing or, or whatever. Mm. It's just because... So if, you think skin color does not play any, any role? He, honestly, for me... If Aubameyang was the English captain... If Obanya was the English captain, yeah. if he was missing training, there would even be more pressure on him. Mm. I mean, this is not the first time we've seen these things happen. I mean, there are several... I, I remember a certain English captain that had... Uh, uh, how do we call it? Uh, we, was that? Should we call it... Uh, Which English captain are we talking I, about? I don't want to mention his name directly, but I can tell you <laughs> his name starts with a J and his second name starts <laughs> with, with a, a T. T. Yeah, of course. I mean, he has scandals everywhere. Yeah, and we know we know how that ended. It ended with him not getting selected for the national team mm-hmm. and his, his career, his English national team career was cut short. So okay. it's not like because of his skin color, it's not because of what he has been able to do. But if you're not showing that graph to work for your teammates, I mean, people would always call you out. I mean, look at uh, Harry Maguire for, for Man United. There's a reason why he's almost always under pressure where people are telling him he's not good enough He's not doing as well as he should because he's the captain. So there's okay. a level, there's a minimum level required from the captain. The captain is one that speaks for the whole team. So True. if the captain is showing, and especially when it's a squad that has several young, young players, players who yeah. should be looking up to him. I mean, we're talking about Eddie in case, we're talking about Charlie Patino. I mean, Obama should ideally be the guy mentoring these guys. I mean, he should be mm. the one bringing them up. I mean, you look I at mean, the, Saka is mentoring Patino now. Yeah, you understand? <laughs> like, you're like, wait, how would exactly is Saka that he's doing, he's doing the mentoring job? So, oh you know, that's, that's, that's the way he's actually supposed to be. But then, unfortunately for Obama Yang, he's not really done that. And that's probably why he's been linked with the move away. I'm living a better life and I'm thankful for the life that I am Going down tonight, we have Brentford taking on Chelsea, Liverpool taking on Leicester City, and Tottenham taking on West Ham. Uh, I think Liverpool, Leicester, and Tottenham, West Ham are perhaps the bigger of the two games, uh, or the biggest of the three games tonight, going down in the Carabao Cup semi-finals. Whoever wins against Liverpool or Leicester or Tottenham and West Ham will have you know, a place in the semi-finals. And also Chelsea, uh, I, I think the draws for the semi-finals will be remade. Not, yeah. It's not automatic from here. So the big teams remaining are Chelsea, don't, don't let me say big teams because West Ham right now are proving to be like a big team and also Leicester used to roll with the big boys but now they don't they run you know here and there so uh, let's talk about Chelsea how, how do you think Chelsea will line up tonight against Brentford knowing fully well that Brentford at the start of the season under Thomas Frank were giant slayers they took three points of Arsenal took two points of um, uh, Liverpool in a very very exciting draw. So, do you see Chelsea starting a strong squad? Also, bearing in mind Chelsea are really really lean. Players are calling in sick for well with COVID, and uh, it's ravaging the team right now. So, Chelsea don't even have the luxury of uh, fielding a super strong players, uh, a super strong squad. So, where do you see Chelsea go with uh, this game against Brentford? Uh, well, I really don't know how well or how high Thomas Tuchel would rank the. Carabao, Carabao Cup on his list of priorities. If I were to make a bet, I think it'd be fourth, you know, behind the Champions League, the Premier League, and of course the FA Cup. And it's it's also interesting that we're talking about this because I mean, Thomas Tuchel had dirty named players that probably would not play, you know, because of the uh, COVID issue. And you know, you look at the next set of games they have 
They have the game against Aston Villa coming up. They have the game against Liverpool coming up. They have the game against City coming up. And those are the games that you really, really want well, to make a mark. any game time, you still expect Chelsea to turn up with you know, a decent squad. Good enough to beat Brentford, yes. yes. But you look at when Chelsea last played Brentford, I mean, they hung on by the skin of their teeth. It was Edward Mendy who was the man of the match. And for the Chelsea goalkeeper being named man of the match in the game against Brentford, you know, it goes to show you how well they faced that pressure uh, from Brentford. And, you know, like you said, Brentford have not really been at the level they were at at the start of the season. But then, they are still a side that know how to craft an attack. They are still a side that know how to, you know, cause problems for opposition defenses. And for a Chelsea side that have been really, really shaky at the back recently, they could really face problems if they just go up and expect to win. I mean, in the first, in the first Brentford. eight games in the Premier League, Chelsea considered just six goals. In the last six games, Chelsea have considered six goals too. So that's that's the way it's it's really been for, for Chelsea right now, and it's it's even getting worse because you know players that you expect to you know probably return or get back into training, get back into the team are the ones now calling sick, and you know the thin squad is even getting stretched even thinner, and that's a lot of problems for Thomas Tuchel to handle, and it, it makes the whole season not only more interesting, but you know by the time the season is done and dusted, we wouldn't look at it from the lens of COVID. You know, look at it from the lens of, well, he was not able to manage what he was given. And, you know, it's, it's always very, very interesting when we have all of these debates about how the manager fared over the course of the season because there are always exonerating circumstances. You know, he has to look at the bigger picture. You know, do you sacrifice this for a place Carabao in the semi-final? For, yeah. You know, or do you sacrifice your league, you know, just to be in, in the semi-finals? Or do you just do well in the, semi- in the, in the quarter-finals and then when the league games roll around, you're, you're further back? And, you know, the thing is, the gap between Chelsea and the Chelsea Park is reducing. So if you want to, Chelsea are closer to the top four, uh, to the battle for top four than they yeah, are closer to the, to the top, to the Premier League battle. Ideally, that was where they thought they would be. Even at the start of December, it was looking like they would still be heavily involved in the title. But right now, six points behind league leaders and, and five above Arsenal. It's, it's not really a good one for them. So, uh, who, who do you call to win this game? I really want to put you on the spot. Who do you think takes this? I think Chelsea would still take it, not least because Brentford have been underperforming of late, and I feel like you know Chelsea would want to give themselves a moral boost okay. because if they don't win this, I mean, then the bad run of games really stretch a long, a long way, and it would not really be at their advantage against. So, so Octopus Marshall says Chelsea to take <laughs> this, and also Liverpool Leicester. This is a tricky tie because this team is also ravaged with injuries and COVID. So uh, I don't see Liverpool trying to overwork the likes of Sadio Mane and uh, Mohamed Salah with this game. So, who do you think takes this and how do you think Liverpool will line up tonight? Are we seeing a strong squad or are we seeing you know, a mixture of uh, youth and experience? I think it's going to be a mixture. I mean, from the very first season that Klopp has been in England, he had never really rated, never rated the Cups. Cup. Even the FA Cup, you know, he always turns out weak, relatively weak sides. You know, just a mixture how, how many of seasons has Klopp spent in England now? I think this is his eighth season. Each season, yeah, because it was then fifteen or oh, oh, seventh. I think, I think it was. I think then he came in 15, 15, 16. 16 season. Okay, okay. So, so that's that, about that makes six, it, seven, yeah, six, seven. Uh, if if in six, seven seasons the manager has won the Champions League and the Premier League, would you rate it a very, very successful stint? I mean, of course. Okay. The Champions League alone is very, very difficult to win, and okay. the Premier League, as it stands, is very difficult to win, especially considering the number of years it had been. For, for Liverpool to, to be in the title race, uh, in title race and of course for them to have even been anywhere near the top of the, of the Premier League table. So I think for, so for I'm, just, I'm just picturing, you know, I'm picturing a scenario where Klopp doesn't win any trophy again this season. Would you still rate it as, oh, it's been a successful time for Klopp, he's won the, FA, uh, the Premier League and Champions League so he can afford not to win anything else? 
I mean, when when it's all said and done, what has he won? He has won the Champions League. He has won the Premier League. And those were the two main trophies that, you know, Liverpool kind of built their, themselves on. You know, even if you, even when you look back at, you know, the glory days of Liverpool, they were not really the most cop side. You know, they were always more about winning leagues and winning uh, the, Champions. the Champions League. And that's why they are the most side. They are the English that have the most number of Champions League trophies. And they used to be the English that had the most number of uh, Premier League trophies too. And then when you look at the cops, they are really not there, you know, like I said, because it's not really been, it's almost like they're just sending their second squad to just go there and just do something, you know, don't lose, don't, don't be scandalous. I think it was last season when, yeah, it was last season, I think, when Arsenal, or when uh, Liverpool had to contest in the Carabao Cup. And then they also had a game, I think the same day or the following day in the Club World Cup. And then he had just field academic boys against Aston Villa and then they got wild up to 5 nil. but then he was like he really did not care you know because that's what those games are there for you know to give the players who have not really been playing a chance to show what they can do and also to help the academic boys groom them and you know make them understand what it takes to be So, so how do you think Leicester will approach if you were the Leicester manager knowing fully well that you would meet a perhaps a weaker Liverpool side how do you approach this game? I think this is for for Leicester. It's a good one because it's not only a good chance for a trophy; it's also a good chance to remedy what has been a bad season. Because for the last two three seasons, Leicester have really been one of the top sides in the mm-hmm. English Premier League. You know, almost always in the top four every weekend of the season before losing it on the last day of the season. But I mean, that aside, they've really been a good side. And this season. I think 12th or 13th in the yeah. league and that's not really what you want you know for a Leicester side that have not only invested a lot in that squad but then they've invested in several other things the training ground you know the the stadium and I mean putting a lot of trust in the manager because there were there were times where it was looking like Brendan Rodgers would be whisked away but then they've put a lot of trust in him and he also uh, repaid that trust by deciding to stay so you know you expect and also winning lot. two trophies I mean he has won the Klopp has uh, won two the, he, has, he, won, he, won, has the, won, he won the FA Cup what was the country he has won? Uh, the Community Shield. <laughs> yeah, he beats Chelsea in the Community Shield. I mean, nobody nobody really counts that. I mean, Come on. You, when, when my fans want to start past Alex Ferguson's trophies? No, nobody's... When if, they we're bring talking them. Of, if we're talking of major trophies, I mean, that's why, you know, winning... Guy, give her a chance. Give her. He don't win now. <laughs> he don't win now. Don't, don't remove it from him. He's won no, two I'm trophies. Not... He, has also, he has repaid the trust, you know, putting him with a very lean... And the, the teams even beat to win. I mean, you have to give it to Brendan. Yeah, like I said, the FA Cup was really was really won. I mean, he yeah. won that against Chelsea, and that was the season that was, which was last season where Chelsea won uh, the Champions League, and they were one of the strong sides in Europe. So I think that was a real good one for him. And I think, like I said, this for Leicester is a better chance, you know, not only qualifying for Europe but also getting, uh, you know, that feel of having a good season. Because mm-hmm. if you're just going to be nowhere in the league, I mean, why not just put all of your strength into in the, the cup run? Yeah. And you know, who says who says you don't go ahead to win it? Okay, talking about a manager that doesn't like the cup runs and. Antonio Conte, he will be leading out his Tottenham side against West Ham. Who do you think would be more, you know, intense in this game? West Ham that perhaps see this as maybe their only chance of a trophy or alongside the Europa League or Antonio Conte that sees this as maybe a chance to break the trophyless, the trophy drought at uh, Tottenham because Tottenham have not won a trophy in almost 1,200 days. <laughs> for, for, for Conte, he's not, like you said, he's not really been a good cup manager. He's yeah. been managing for a very long time now and he's won just one cup. And that was the FA Cup in 20, I think 2018 or 2017 mm-hmm. when he defeated uh, Mourinho in that one. So he's not really been the manager. It was in 2018. So he's not really been the manager for the Cups. And it's also interesting that, you know, they've been eliminated from the uh, Conference League. So, yeah. you know, that's like one extra competition out for them. So for, for Conte, another thing we also have to weigh is the fact that 
do they want to be in those cup runs as against being in Europe? Do they have the, in the Champions League? Because they've been going to the Champions League. Mauricio Pochettino has been taking Tottenham to the Champions League. But what Tottenham Tottenham fans have realized that it is not enough to go to the Champions League. Nobody remembers people that go to the Champions League. You only go there we for the do. money. We do. You, you do? Yes, I mean, How? We, we, we all do. There are over 32 teams that go to the Champions League. Nobody of records course. with and the other 31 except the winner. And there are several teams that have won the Carabao Cup. I mean, who cares who won the... I mean, this... But you can say at the end of the season that this is what I've won. You can't say at the end of the season that, no, okay, oh, I went so, to the Champions so, League. So would you... Would you that's the, funny thing is, the funny thing is, for most of these clubs, you know... Winning for getting, okay. getting to the Champions League yeah. means way more than winning the Carabao Cup. On the, fin- on the spreadsheets, on the financial spreadsheets. Oh, no, where, where else should it matter for the clubs? Now, you see, for a big side, let's say if, if, if uh, the traditional big four, the traditional big four in the Premier League that we used to you know, refer to as the big four, that was Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Man United. United. Now, if you ask any of them then, when they were you know, the strongholds and powerhouses, would you prefer to win a trophy or go to the Champions League? You know why they wouldn't, you know, give it so much thought? Because they were naturally always they were Champions always in the Champions League. So it didn't matter to them. They just felt like Champions League is the barest minimum of what you can achieve. So you'd also win a trophy. You don't expect Alex Ferguson at the end of a season to say, oh, we'll qualify for Champions League when, without showing a trophy. When, when, you, when you look at... It would at have been a bad season for Alex Ferguson if he didn't win a trophy, but he'll finish second. It would have been. So for Tottenham, okay, so, Tottenham so, don't so, have so the would luxury you, would, you, would you rather have... Would you rather finish fourth and win an FA? No, would you rather finish fifth yes. and win the FA Cup or finish mm-hmm. fourth and win nothing? Now, that's why, that's why I've put in perspective those four clubs. Exactly, that's the now, point. Those four because clubs those are four used clubs to qualify yeah. for the Champions League. For you that you are not a... So do you think, okay, do you think going back to the... To, to, I think it was last... No, it was not last season. I think it was two seasons ago when uh, United were second in the league, mm-hmm. but then they didn't win anything. Yeah. And then the season before that, where they finished sixth in the league, but then they won the league cup. Yeah, that's that's a successful season. No, I mean that's at the end not of the day, successful at the end of the day, when when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wants to extra or audit his time at Man United, and they tell him he spent three hundred and sixty-eight million pounds, but has no trophy to show for it, and he's sitting alongside, let's say, in the committee of managers, if there's something like that, and everybody's coming in with the trophies they've won, and the yeah, likes of yeah, Brendan yeah. Rodgers can come with FA Cup and Cali. Um, uh, community shield and, and they put zero, it on the table and zero Champions League qualifications. Oh, okay. So how do you Champions League qualifications don't amount to trophies for you, a side like a Tottenham certain, that have not won? As in Wenger, yeah, once said that qualifying for the top four is now more or less like a trophy because because teams were you know you know the thing financial initially, spreadsheets initially initially the reason why winning those cups used to mean a lot was because of the money that came with it, because the prize money used to be good. But then when the Premier League became so rich that the prize money for those cups were almost like peanuts. I mean, players earn more than that in literally a month. So you really do not care. And the funny thing is that for most of these clubs, I don't know if the bottom line is the spreadsheet. So even if you're winning things and it's not, it's not showing on the Marshall, spreadsheet. if you don't qualify for the Champions League in one season, you won't die. The club won't go into administration. Trust me. Do you know? Do you know that when, it, when, when Manchester United signed the deal with, with the uh, sportswear giant that kits them, there was a deal that said that they must be in the Champions League. They must not be out of the Champions League for two consecutive seasons. Yeah, they didn't say that you must win a trophy every that season. That is money. United have not won a trophy in gazillion years. I mean, last time they think, won was. Do you think United fans are happy? I think the last time they won was. Okay, ask them if they would rather win a trophy. We'll ask them tonight. Ask, ask, I, w- yeah. I would like to ask them yeah, tonight. Ask them if they'd rather win the FA Cup every season or be in the Champions League every season. Because at the end of the day, look at Wigan. 
Masha, Do anybody remembers that Wigan won the, the, the FA Cup in 2014? You are buttressing my point. That for a side that is traditionally expected... See, if I sleep and I wake up, I will traditionally expect Manchester United to be in the top four. You, and if it they is, don't, it is given. And if it they is, don't, then then you, it's see what what I want so you to say. So for a side that is not expected to be in the top four, then you concentrate on the trophy. Being in that top four should be an achievement, right? No, you see what I'm saying How? is for Tottenham. When you when you're outperforming, the trophy, when you when you're outperforming, see, Tottenham have not won a trophy in over ten thousand days. That is huge. Tottenham have the most 10, beautiful. 000, is it, it's not ten thousand days. It, it is two thousand eight. They they marked they marked two thousand eight is over 10, 12 years ago. So, 12 years by 300, that's about 3,000. Are you sure 3,000? Whatever the maths is. But you see, they have the most beautiful stadium in England. Lovely stadium. I saw the stadium and I fell in love with it. But they have the trophy, the trophy cabinet is perhaps empty. There is nothing to display at the new stadium. I mean, you see, that is what I'm saying. For a side like Tottenham, they Wait, know what the do, what do you think? What do you think funded that new stadium? What do, you, what do I think funded the new stadium? Yes. Player sales. Tottenham have been, yeah, having, sales. They've been having huge player sales and loans. We, that was not the first time they would have huge player sales. Who was the player that they sold the most recently? They sold Bill. Bill? Yeah. When, when did they sell Bill? They sold Bill in 2013, 2014. Uh-huh. And at that point, they had made just one Champions League in like 10 years or 11 uh, years. How much is the prize money between, for making the Champions League? And between 2013, 2014 yeah. until 20. 2016, no, they moved to the, to the new stadium in 2018, 2019. So between 2013, 2014 and 2018, 2019, they made the Champions League for four or five straight seasons. And that's a lot of money because for win, not even for win, for being in the group stages, the certain amount of money that comes with it. For being, for winning a game, the certain amount of money that comes with it. For drawing a game, money comes with it, prize money, TV tickets. They, they, they've I mean, gotten to the semi-finals, they've gotten to the final. final. But Masha, what I'm saying is when you look at it from the point of view of the club, you see, United would. United don't necessarily need the Carabao. Yeah, United are a stack of traditional. No, United have. They have more trophies than virtually every other team in England. So, okay, so what you're, what you're saying is that United fans would rather be in the top four than win a trophy, or they would rather win a trophy than be in the top four. If you look at it from the point of view of the United fan, if you ask them what trophy they want to win the most now, it's most likely the Premier League because they've not won it yeah. since 2012. 2013. You, 2013. Yeah, you see. So, f- I'm saying for, if you take Man City, for example, ask a Man City fan, would you rather win the Carabao or win the Champions League? You want to win the Champions League because they won oh. the Carabao too many times. It's like, what is wrong? Arsenal fans are perhaps even tired if, of even if, if they they are, even if they had never won the Carabao Cup, they would still want to win the Champions League. But if you know, having spent that much money, they want to win a trophy. Arsenal fans have won more FA Cups in the last ten years than I mean Arsenal FC. I've won more FA Cups in the last ten years than any other team. If you ask them, do you still want to keep winning the FA Cup? They will say no. Do you want to finish in the top four? They will say yes. Now they have the luxury of you know they've tasted the FA Cup. They've tasted. They are tired of it. But Tottenham have not even tasted anything. Okay, so do you think they've, they've, they've tasted being in the top four? And I, I know, but I'm saying they've not tasted the trophy. Okay, so do you they think, don't have the trophy. They don't have the money in the bank. Do you in think? This case. Okay, so you think you think sports fans? Yeah, are going to be. They just want to win something. They would rather damn the season to win something. They should. That's that's wrong. I mean, look at Wigan. Yeah, Wigan damned their season in 2013-2014 to win the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, they won the FA Cup. But they've never been backed up since. It doesn't and mean the record is still there. If you it it, means. we are talking about Wigan now because they won in 2013, 2014. Means, Masha, Masha, let me ask you something. 
um, on, on, on the spot now, can you mention the four semi-finalists in the Champions League in 2013-2014? Yes, I can. Who, who are they? Real Madrid, Chelsea, yeah. Atletico Madrid, and Bayern Munich. Probably because you have a vast football knowledge. But if you ask anybody on the street, they might not know. And the, average, ask the them, average person does not know who won the League Cup in 2009. But you can six, it is, you see, it is easier to, to, to assess. You can easily assess, oh, who won the FA Cup in 2013-2014? Oh, Wigan. Postmouth won it when? They did it too. I mean, you can, that is, at the end of your season, when you hang up your, your boot as a football player, and you're telling your child at home, hold on, and you're telling Junior that, oh, that's I used a to, football that, that football player, watching, that's I used to watch. Player. Exactly. No, so no, no, the legend of Hurricane has been about to the, the Champions League final. We're talking about the club now. Marshall, do you know Harry right. has been to the Champions League final? Yes. Harry has been to the Europa, League, uh, Europa Nations League final. He has been to the Euros final. Yes. He has been to Champions League seasons, season in, season out. But if he retires tomorrow, he doesn't have a trophy to show. That is Harry Kane as a player. He can he leave sports. He can leave sports. Why do you think he wanted to join Man City? Of course, because you're for Champions League football or no, for that's, trophies. That's the point. That is, you are, we're talking about the player's career here, not the club. It affects the club. No. It, okay, okay, okay. Wait, so wait. you think if Hurricane had won one FA Cup, yeah. he would never want to leave sports? No, that's not what I'm saying. So, as in, I want something. I'm saying in his CV, he would be able to say, but he has won something. I don't win this one. But he has won something. Exactly. I don't win something. That's it. You so want to say that. that? Does that make him not want to leave? Okay, Marshall, let me, let me, let me, let me ask you something. Now, if, if a player like, uh, let's say, you know, players that finish in or teams that finish in the third, fourth position yeah. in their leagues, they don't necessarily win. Like, a, let's say Zapata for for Atalanta. Yeah, Duvan Zapata. Yeah, Duvan Zapata. If if Inter Milan want to buy Zapata, what do you think Inter Milan will put on the bargaining table? Is it Champions League football or trophy assurances? Inter Milan will tell him they are going to win a trophy. Exactly. Why? Why? Why do you promise him a trophy? No, no. We are not, he's no, no, been no, no. to the Champions League. That's, that's a different. That's a Zapata different has been to this the Champions League separately. This is not about the players. This Marshall, is about the club. At this point, at this point, we have to, we have to bring in the. <laughs> let's, let's bring in the audience. We have to bring in the audience because I, mean, I don't understand. For me, for someone that's not that's not won a trophy before, I would want to win one. Okay, so what do you think? Do you think I can't, at the end of my career, I can't tell my child that I, I went to Champions League final, I went to Euro Nations League final, I went to Euros final. That is, the boy that will is, ask me, Daddy, where that, is your trophy? Waiting you win, Pops. No, 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 that is a player. You ask him. That is a player's. This, this players make up the club. These are two, these are two different arguments. Everybody wants to understand. A player's career is different from a club's career. Okay. Liverpool, so, Liverpool had won 18 Premier League titles. Yeah. Before Gerard came in there. Yeah. They had won five. They had won four Champions League titles before Gerard came in there. Yeah. In his time there, he won just one Champions League title, yeah. zero Premier League titles. Yeah. So do we say the club Liverpool is not successful? Of course, the club is. But then Gerard wanted to leave Liverpool because he wanted to win the Premier League title. So that's a player's career. A yeah. player's career can be separated from the club's career. You know, you look at a player like Paul Pogba now. He joined Man United in 15-16. Since then, up until now, he has not won the Premier League. He has not won the Champions League. He has not won the FA Cup. He has won the League Cup. And I think the Europa League, you know. Yeah. But then, do you think that's what Pogba wants to win? Does he not want to win the Champions League? Does because, he not want to win the Premier because, League? Because it's has he not won from, something? It's coming from you know a higher. It's coming from a higher level. He has won the Serie A. Tottenham and Tottenham players have not even won anything. They don't have the luxury of choosing. Okay, so they've not they've not won a trophy. Exactly, they've not even tasted the they've trophy. Not, they've not won. So it. they can't say this trophy is small. Oh, they're still winning because it's okay, like No, no, no. The thing is, you have to you have to merge and and weigh everything. Hmm. Okay, Masha, let me bring them in before you know. Going further, zero zero six four five two three three four four or zero eight one six four zero eight four three eight one. Calling tonight. Tell me, tell me, as 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 a footballer, you've never you've never won anything, really. You've never won anything. Which would you prioritize, the Premier League, 
uh, winning a trophy or qualifying for the Champions League? I really want to know. No, no, no. If you are the owner of a club, what would you prioritize? Okay, let me put it to you again. If yeah. you were the owner of the club, your club has not won a trophy in the last 12 years. Which would you prefer? To finish fourth or to win FA Cup or Carabao? Call in tonight 6 3344 or 0816-408-4381. Call in and tell me it is your club. You own a club. The last time you won a trophy was 2008. And since then, you've spent millions in building a new stadium, in building a new training pitch, and you've not won a trophy. Which, which would you prefer? Champions League qualification or winning a trophy? Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening. What's your name? This is Lua Femi from Wonder City. Femi, you have a flop. Yeah, I'm from you. Yeah. Like, I'm a United fan now. Okay. If they are comparing um Manchester United with Uli in the um sorry with Arsenal in the past five seasons now. Yeah. Arsenal with Arsenal with they have Eddie Cup and was community shit. Yeah. But United fans will have nothing to show. So it's better of as a team. We have a trophy. Okay. And qualify for the Champions League every season. Okay. Let's take a look at um this guy, Ayukin now. Ayukin has been to the FA Champions League final. Yeah. He has been to um uh, this class will be very quick. We have lots of people yeah. calling it. Okay, I think has been to um through final, but yeah. I thought it's a show for it. Yeah. So I think it's always a successful player. Okay. But that's player, if you're a player, even though you only play maybe five matches, okay. he has a choice to show for his memory. Like, successful. Okay. Thank you very yeah. much. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Hello, you're on. We lost that call. You can call in again 006 3344. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening, guys. Good evening, Olu Bright. Your contribution. Uh, according to your question, if you're winning the trophy, I think it's the best. Okay. Because uh, if you do uh, that stuff for for top two or top three, mm-hmm. but um, getting a cup, I think they'll get something from me. All right. So to me, personally, winning the cup is the best. All right. Thank you very much, Olu Bright. 0-6-4-5-2-3-3-4-4 or 0-8-1-6-4-0-8-4-3. You can call in and share your thoughts on everything we've talked about, but majorly tonight, which would you prefer as a player that has never won anything to constantly finish in the top four or to lay your hands on a trophy? Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. Yeah, your name and your contribution. Yeah, my name is Shui. All right. And I, um, I'm a nice man, and I will say that... You will say that what? Oh wow, Shay, come back and tell us what you want to say. Zero zero six four five two three three four four. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. My name is Kola. Kola. Yes. All right, your contribution. Uh, uh, as a club owner, I would prefer to win the trophy. Okay. Qualifying for Champions League almost every time. All right. For example, if you take uh, Leicester City, for instance, yeah, they crashed out of top four to probably the last game of the season. Yeah. But nobody remember because they won FA. Yeah. So winning winning a trophy is far, far better than just qualifying. Who cares about qualifying for Champions League? If you don't okay. qualify this week, you qualify you... some other time. All right. Thank you very much for calling. Hello, good evening. We lost that. Try and call again, 006. Hello, good evening. Hello? Hello? Yeah, your name and your contribution. Good luck when you call back. Oh, Femi, alright. Yeah, I'm a United fan. So That's right. If, yeah, if Uli have won maybe three FA Cup within his time at United and won two Carling Cup. Okay. You said he's successful, right? Yeah. 
That is your right. Trophy is everything. Trophy Don't smoke with the everything. trophy. You qualify, yes. You qualify for Champions League next year. Okay. That is the, Thank you very much. Ah, he says trophy is everything. Hello, good evening. We lost that. 0064523344 or 0816408481. Marshall, we're on Tottenham West Ham. Let's quickly move to what happened yesterday with Sevilla Barcelona. Hello, good evening. Hello. Hello, good evening. Yeah, your name and your contribution. And uh, my name is Victor, calling from Akure. All right, Victor, very quickly. Um, my own contribution is that there's nothing you can compare with two of you. Okay. <laughs> Top four. Top four is for who? You tell your children that you make top four without getting any trophy. Trophy uh-huh. is just like history that your children are looking forward to. Every time they ask, Daddy, what did you win when you uh, won the footballer? Uh, these are my trophies, so these That's are right. my medals. That's right. But top, top four, top four, who top four help? Okay. Not nobody but the club or maybe the money they want to make for the club. The money? The trophy is the yeah, yes, the, mo- the trophy is the most important thing. To All me, right. the trophy is the most important thing. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Yes, now. All right. Like, you are not going to talk about it because they have the trophy. Okay. Their trophy cabinet is full. It's so full. They have already, they are, they are, yes. But if they make it up for every every season, without even see, we won't even know about United again. Okay. Can we even, do we even remember who made top um, last four season? No. All right. So they have, who won the FA Cup last four season? We are going to remember. Okay. Thank you very much. Hello, good evening. Hello, 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 hello. Can you move away from your radio set, please? I'm from the show. Okay, uh, Emmanuel, can you move away from your radio or turn it off? Yeah, Daniel, Daniel. All right. Hello? Yeah, Hello? I can hear you now. I'm Daniel Fisayo from Michelle. Okay, Fisayo from Michelle. I'm a Liverpool fan. I know you're a Liverpool fan. You will never walk alone. Okay, a trophy is above everything. Trophy is above everything. Yeah. So, uh, trophies above everything. All right, trophies above everything. Yes. Thank you very much, Fisayo. Okay. So, maybe you never walk alone. You will never walk alone too, brother. Hello, good evening. Uh, good evening, this is Temi from Ukiogba. Okay, Temi, your contribution. I am a, as my fan. Uh, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask for right. I think I'm happy, I'm happy with the form now. We are playing very well. I, we're talking about Tateta management that time. I think it's beautiful. Okay. The way just keep the dressing room. It's not about the results. Even when the results were not coming, everyone was in support of him. Okay. It's not just, it's not just a coach. He's a great manager. He's having mm, the potential in him. Great manager. Okay. No <laughs> I think this uh, matter of uh, top four or top trophy. trophy. As a national fan, I prefer top four. You prefer top four? I prefer top four. We are tired of, are tired of, of FA Cup. Just <laughs> we are going to make it. All right. No problem. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, Marshall, you see, I, I knew a national fan would call in and say he wants the top four. It's because they are tired of winning trophies. When they went on, I think... Nine years without the trophy from 2004 to... 2005 to 2014. 2014. They all cried out for 
a trophy. They were making the top four consistently, remember? But they wanted the trophy. They would kill as a Wenga any season he didn't win the trophy. You always want what you don't have and you have what you don't want. Exactly. You see, so uh, going to some people that have what they don't want and want what they don't have, you know, Barcelona, they thought it would be all Uhuru when they signed uh, Xavi. But again, they drew another game yesterday with uh, Tenman Sevilla. What happened in that game? Well, it was actually unfortunate for Barca in that one because, you know, it was looking like they would take advantage of the Joker on the red card, but then, unfortunately, they were unable to. And it was funny because I was reading a report earlier and the present, the, the, the quote of the report was that Javi had not slept since yesterday night, you know, trying to figure out what went wrong. And I was like, yo, man, just rest, please. <laughs> Thank you very much, and this is on that note we end the show tonight. People are still calling, but we're out of time. We're out of time. I wish you the compliments of the season. Thank you very much for listening every time. And from me, Marshall, and uh, uh, Engineer Guiga in the studio here with me, thank you very much. Uh, it's peace, love, and goodbye. <laughs>